0: Hello and welcome to PS Pod, a podcast for CPT, pharmacometrics and system pharmacology produced in association with Wiley. On today's episode, Mike Smith from Pfizer, Justin Wilkins from Occam, and S.Y. Amy Chung from AstraZeneca will discuss Thoughtflow, a set of standards compiled by the DD Moore Consortium to help facilitate the capture, storage, and reporting of knowledge in the context of MID3, as well as to support reproducibility. What was the motivation for developing the ThoughtFlow standard?
1: When we make inferences in designing a trial, recommending doses, or making decisions, we need to be able to show how those inferences relate to the original data and the model that describes that data. At each step, we need to be able to show how modelling outputs relate to modelling inputs, so the data, the model, and the associated assumptions. We also need to be able to trace the evolution of the model from the first to the final model, and be able to recreate those steps for any third-party review. This is a key element of reproducibility. But to be more efficient, we also need knowledge management across disciplines, since the input of modelling and simulation for drug discovery and development spans a multidisciplinary team. It includes quantitative system pharmacology, drug metabolism, clinical pharmacology, pharmacometrics and statistics. What sets thought flow apart is the ability to track and relate assumptions and decisions to models, as well as the more routine model inputs to model outputs.
0: How does ThoughtFlow align with the concepts of model-informed drug discovery and development specified in the MID3 white paper?
2: The model informed drug discovery and development framework outlined in the FPA-MIDP workgroup white paper was developed to promote good practice and enable greater consistencies and standards in the practice, application and documentation across the pharmaceutical industry. The framework was developed in reaction to the regulatory and industry expectations and intended to inform company decision makers the integration of MID3 planning will benefit R&D efficiencies. The white paper provides supports to analysts the application of MID3 principles and helps regulatory authorities to develop MID3-related or MID3-enabled guidelines. In the white paper, we have three principal sections outlining why MID3 is important to decision makers, in which we focus on the need and value of MID3 through a number of examples. The section describing what MID3 include information on implementation strategy, opportunities, and challenges, And finally, how MIDFA should work, with focus on the steps involved from planning, assumption setting and analysis to reporting mit different principles provide the opportunity to overcome some R&D challenges by supporting effective communication during planning and implementation. This includes gaining cross-discipline stakeholder alignment with the key development questions outlined in the what section and planning and effective documentation in the how section. ThoughtFlow supports MIDV planning and application by providing a set of industry standards for knowledge management across all stages of discovery and development to support reproducibility, model sharing and communication with focus on capturing key questions related to disease, compound and mechanism, assumption setting and evaluation, provenance information, quantitative pharmacometrics analysis, decision cycles and subsequent impact assessment, documentation and learning. This helps us to document all the material generated in a learning and confirming cycle. It allows greater consistencies across industry, supports standards, good practice, and greater transparencies of information to support decision-making for industry, and provide comprehensive information for regulatory review.
0: What is the difference between a workflow and thought flow?
1: Workflow, I guess, can mean many things in many different contexts, but in short, ThoughtFlow extends input-to-output workflow tracking into the wider knowledge management context. Current workflow tools concentrate on input-to-output tracking, so for a given set of inputs like the data and the model, these systems can recreate the output. But in model building, we need to track relationships between models, both in terms of models that have direct relationships where... Fixing one or more parameters in the model collapses it to a simpler model, but also more loose relationships where that doesn't strictly hold. This then describes the model evolution from the first to the final model. In modelling, we often deal with data from many different sources, not just one single trial, uh, for example in meta-analysis. And so through the thought flow, we can trace the provenance of data back to its source and associate that data with contextual information, say a manuscript or a previous report or a study protocol. We also want to track qualitative relationships, where a model is influenced by external inputs, by publications and external research findings, for example. These kinds of relationships are currently very difficult to capture in a standard workflow tool. ThoughtFlow not only tracks model development, but also the assumptions behind models and the decisions in the light of modelling and simulation output. Assumptions are qualitative input to our models, and modelling and simulation output as an input to decision making. Invalidating our assumptions has an impact on model results, and changing modelling and simulation results would have an impact on decisions. Thoughtflow can show both provenance of information in a report or manuscript, but also the downstream impact of changes to data, models, assumptions and decisions. As Amy has said, this is an important aspect of MID3 that
3: really deserves closer attention.
0: What is the concept of provenance as it applies to ThoughtFlow?
3: I'll start the answer to this question by defining the concept of provenance and some of the terms associated with it. Some of the details are a bit technical, but I'll keep it as high-level as I can. So ThoughtFlow is based on the World Wide Web Consortium's PROV-O ontology, which provides a detailed specification for defining and capturing provenance information, and is used extensively in a wide range of other applications. The provenance of task outputs essentially boils down to, how was this output created? In the context of pharmacometrics, one example of this would be, how did I arrive at this model? Provenance describes the entities, activities, and agents involved in producing something, and how they relate to one another. An entity is a physical, digital, conceptual, or other kind of thing with some fixed aspects. Entities may be real or imaginary. In pharmacometrics, entities could include things like models, plots, tables, and conceptual things like assumptions and decisions. An activity is something which occurs over a period of time and acts upon or with entities. It could include consuming, processing, transforming, modifying, relocating, using, or generating entities. So this could be something like a model fit, which starts and ends at a particular time, takes data and model files as input and generates outputs like tables and graphs. An agent is something that bears some form of responsibility for an activity taking place, for the existence of an entity or for another agent's activity. Some examples of this in the pharmacometric space might include a modeler or a piece of software like NonMem or Monolix. These three primary components of provenance relate to one another and to themselves using properties. Activities start and end at particular points in time and during their lifespan can use and generate a variety of entities. For instance, a model fit activity may use a particular dataset and generate a set of output files. By expressing usage and generation you can construct provenance chains comprising both activities and entities. In addition, we can say that an activity was informed by another activity to provide dependency information without explicitly providing the activity's start and end times, for instance when a script is used to spawn an array of new model fits. Entities can be derived from other entities. A derivation is a transformation of one entity into another. For example, a model specification can be derived from another, earlier model. Agents may also be ascribed responsibility for any activity or entity within a provenance chain. An agent can be associated with an activity, like a modeler with a model fit. And entities can be attributed to agents, like a model output with a modeler. Agents can also act on behalf of other agents. One example would be an analyst using NonMEM or some other estimation software to fit a model. Using the concepts of entities, activities, and agents, the precisely defined relationships between them, and some additional metadata specific to pharmacometrics and modeling applications, we can construct provenance chains which describe every component of an analysis and how each of these relates to every other component from end to end. A complete description of the web of entities, activities and agents making up an analysis. We can think of this as a more detailed three-dimensional run record that includes every step from data preparation all the way through to reporting. We can query this provenance data to report and visualize any aspect of an analysis. For example, to generate run records, quality control checklists, management summaries, audit trails, and so on. When something changes during the course of an analysis, like a data file being changed or updated, we can use this information to identify the downstream components of the analysis that might have been affected by this change, such as model fits using that data set being invalidated. And with the right software, one could intelligently regenerate them with minimal effort. Another advantage of this approach is that data are standardized, which means that it's portable and can be used for collaborations with colleagues, reviewers, and regulators. One can imagine an entire database being transferred to a regulatory agency as part of a regulatory submission, for example, providing a complete and transparent record of the model development process and all the assumptions and decisions associated with it. So provenance is not the easiest concept to get to grips with. Hopefully I've managed to provide a simple introduction, More detail, quite a few illustrations, and a complete description of the ThoughtFlow ontology is available from our website, thoughtflow.community. If you'd like to delve a little bit deeper, please come and have a look. Who are the audience for ThoughtFlow?
2: The ThoughtFlow system will be of benefit to a diverse audience. It enables filtered, interactive views and queries of data according to user roles, which includes analysts, manager, or reviewers in industry, academia and health authorities with appropriate export functionality in combination with tagging of entities and activities by analysts to identify key model development steps. It would reduce the large amounts of information typically associated with quantitative analysis to a manageable level and support the streamlining of tracking and reporting activities. Analysts from industry would benefit from Thothrow during their day-to-day work by being able to apply provenance information to rapidly generated documentation for analysis from run records to complete reports in a reproducible and structured manner. The Thothrow paradigm enhances knowledge management, sharing and communication among team members, for example, an individual analyst can quickly familiarize themselves with an analysis started by a colleague or on projects where several analyses are collaborating. This avoids the reputation or duplication of prior work and helps assure quality and reproducibility of version control of analysis datasets and software. Standardization of the way the provenance data are stored, import and export between applications would facilitate straightforward sharing of databases between analysis and organizations. To support analysis guided by key MID3 questions, Analysts can repeat an analysis either completely or in part with updated data and changes to the analysis due to assumption evaluations. Using tagging and appropriate queries, a thought flow tool could also facilitate a rapid generation of complete reports through latex and support tools such as NITA and summary outputs. All the key questions, assumptions, run logs, model development steps, provenance, versions, location of key input and output files for QC and review purposes, high-level project summaries for management, and complete audit trails, as well as complete reports will be documented. This has the added benefit of consistencies in knowledge management and documentation and avoiding error-prone hand-generated tables. As objective and detailed summaries of the model development process are documented, using this approach, the assumptions being made along with objectives and rationales for individual tasks, a standard view for reviewers and regulators is emphasized, allowing assessment of precisely what scientific activities have been completed, and evaluate the appropriateness of the results and conclusions, potentially reducing delays associated with missing or incomplete information. Additionally, the analysis could be reproduced either completely or in part if necessary to address reviewers' questions using a minimal number of steps, which save time. Finally, decision-makers or managers would be able to follow the process of a data analysis project at different levels of details. Since progress would be updated in real-time with respect to the analysis, This could potentially reduce the time spent supervising an analyst. It would also be easier to track the progress of an analysis with respect to project timelines and could thus allow for better resource allocation to meet timelines.
0: How do you see the future of ThoughtFlow?
3: I think ThoughtFlow has only just started to show its potential. The DD Moore Consortium has generated a robust and flexible standard for capturing and storing the provenance information required to describe complete pharmacometric analyses, and provided early proof-of-concept software tools illustrating how it might be implemented in future. The successor organization to the consortium, the DD Moore Foundation, has identified ThoughtFlow as a high priority for continued development, and it has founded a ThoughtFlow community group to oversee this process. The community group is made up of volunteers from industry, CROs and academia and has been running since the beginning of 2017. Although the ThoughtFlow standard is now relatively complete, it is continuously growing and evolving to meet the needs of the community. A complete technical specification of the ontology has been published on the community group website at thoughtflow.community and work is proceeding on developing a user requirement specification as the first and most critical step to developing a software implementation suitable for use in production. Although an open source free version is still some way off, the standard is complete and open, and we hope that it'll be adopted over time by commercial vendors in our domain and incorporated into their products in the meantime. Since the standard is open, the core database format is portable, and it's been built on the solid foundations of Provo and MID3, we hope to see ThoughtFlow emerge as a standard for sharing pharmacometrics workflows within and amongst organizations. For example, as part of regulatory submissions and as part of the peer review process for publications. In principle, databases produced by different pieces of software should still be compatible with one another. We could use ThoughtFlow to maintain archives of analyses, which would be a powerful tool for teaching, illustrating pharmacometric workflows in a clear and complete way, as well as a useful way to store and retrieve knowledge. We believe that if we're able to implement the standard in software in a way that doesn't interfere with the ability of modelers to be efficient, flexible and innovative, say by quietly collecting provenance information in the background while modelers work in the way they always have, for instance. ThoughtFlow has the potential to revolutionize the way modeling and simulation analyses are performed and reported. At the end of the day, though, we need the experience and enthusiasm of the community, and we hope that people will continue to volunteer their time to help ThoughtFlow succeed. You
0: can find the related white paper on ThoughtFlow at pspjournal.com. I'm Kyle Amato. Thank you for listening.